What's up, Canes fans? Welcome into another edition of the Canes Insight Podcast. I am your host, Peter Ariz, alongside two very special guests here as we have huge news this afternoon. Trickled out this morning as Kendall Rogers put the information out that J.D. Artiago was going to be named Miami's new head coach. And we have two guys who not only played for J.D., at the University of Miami, but have each have a different, unique perspective. Javi Salas, uh, pitch, former pitcher at Miami, who has been a frequent guest on this show. Obviously, J.D. not only recruited him, but coached him at Miami. And then Harold, one of the great players uh, in Miami history, former third baseman and second-round pick for the Phillies, but now coaching not only at Braddock High School in Miami, uh, it's been mentioned before he's been a mentor to Yo-Yo Morales and, and not only a mentor, but a, a big part of his development. And Harold, you're in the trenches right now on the summer ball circuit with a lot of the top high school prospects, a lot of them committed to Miami. So each of you guys obviously bring something different to the table here in terms of the perspective. Javi, we'll start with you. Um, and again, this has been not the most – popular decision if you just look at social media and what the Canes fans are saying, right? So I want to break this whole thing down. And obviously there was this was a big a lot of interest in this job across the country, right? So kind of some shades of what Miami did with Manny Diaz hiring him a couple years ago, right? Falling back on an assistant. But a lot of differences here as well. So yeah probably start with you. Yeah, Pete, I mean, you know, I came on a couple weeks ago and we talked about, you know, Gino resigning and ultimately this going to the top of the list of most prestigious prestigious job openings in, in the country, right? I mean, you, you think Miami baseball, this is automatically a top five job, you know, for any coach in any cycle. So I think obviously it drew a lot of interest. We saw some big time names flying around. I think every single day it seemed like someone else entered the chat and would, you know, threw their name in the ring, whether it was Paul Maneri, Troy Tulowitzki, we saw Chris Pollard. I think there was some mutual interest uh, with the coach, some of the staff at Wake Forest. Uh, but ultimately, Miami Miami had their guy in the dugout all along. And, and if you ask me, Pete, I obviously have, you know, a great rapport with JD. Um, he recruited me when I was a sophomore at Christopher Columbus High School. I have a tremendous relationship with him. I think more than anything, he's been around this program for a very long time. He knows what it's like to be a Miami Hurricane. He knows the significance of wearing that jersey. Um, and I think, you know, when you go to bed at night, Pete, and, and you think about, you know, if you're father and, and you're thinking about where your kids want to go to school, JD is JD's the right kind of person you want to, your your son to be in, the, in that kind of care and that, that kind of situation. So, but like I said, I mean, th this this process has, has taken probably a little bit longer than some Canes fans would have wanted. Um, as you alluded to, we're in the middle of the summer ball circuit. Uh, the transfer portal's hot, but ultimately, you know, JD reigns supreme, and and I think this is a tremendous opportunity for him. Um, he's inheriting a program that obviously was number nine in the nation, hosted uh, a regional a couple weeks ago. So, you know, you look at the last month for Canes fans, and it's been a, a roller coaster, right? We beat Wake Forest in the ACC tournament. You get a host a regional. You're number nine in the country. Uh, Gino Damari resigns. You have this national search. And uh, ultimately, it's it's J.D. Artiaga's job. And honestly, as a former player, I know a lot of us, we stand behind him. We support him. Um, and we want to see this program back just as much as the fans do. I think that that's the underlying theme here is that we want this program back in Omaha. We want to see them playing the Florida Gators, the LSU Tigers. We want to pack 
we want to go to you know that Omaha and have experience that just as much as the players do. So um, you know it's it's a it's a new day, a new dawn for for Canes baseball. I'm excited. Harold, um, you did not play directly under JD, obviously because you were a, you know a position player, but you've been around him a ton. And again, you're right now. If you want to just tell the Canes fans where you are right now so they have an idea of kind of how close to the action you are well i'm right here in fort myers right now in the bcs championship which is the the second biggest tournament in the world uh amateur tournament around 200 teams a little bit under that um and every school in the country is represented here and just to speak on what jd said about jd uh he's the guy you want your son to play for no doubt you know he has the temperament to be a, a great manager uh, Javi and I were blessed to play professional baseball. We know the value of having a manager that has your back. You know, it's a, it's a game changer as a player. You know, the, um, a lot of X's and O's, let's say, techniques, stuff like that. Um, it goes out the window when you're competing. At the end of the day, uh, the teams that will run through a wall for the coach to win are the, te- the teams that are, are successful. You know, that's a passion from down here. As far as the tournament, just to speak on the character of JD, JD was not hired yet. Yeah, he was still here in his Miami, University of Miami gear, recruiting the top players in the country without any assurance of keeping that job. Just speaks to his character, and um, he's one of us. He's a cane. So he's out here grinding, and like I said, talking to a lot of recruits in this class, JD's recruited almost all of them, you know, with Norberto. And uh, they love JD. You know, everybody loves JD, and everybody's happy JD's a coach. He goes into any house in South Florida, and automatically your parents feel comfortable sending sending you to play for him. You know, like you said, he cares about you. And that's a, that's the best thing I can say about JD. And all of us players are excited for him, for sure. Now, in terms of the timing of the decision, right, there were some interested names in the process, right, and they end up going with JD, which I think all of us heard from the beginning that he was a legitimate candidate, which – some people may have thought in the beginning, look, he's going to get a courtesy interview. And it was obviously much more than that. Right. So does this feel like to you guys that they did enough due diligence, knowing that there were guys like a Troy Tulowitzki out there? Um, and, and again, you, you choose a JD who I think the biggest criticism right from the fans perspective, looking from the outside in is his pitching groups have not been the most successful in recent years, right? That's, that's been an issue. You can call it recruiting. You can call it development, whatever it may be, right? He's going to have to take on almost a different role now as the head coach. So if you guys can kind of get into, again, first of all, the potential candidates out there, right? And then, JD is head coach now, how he's going to be different than just him being a, a pitching coach. Harold, to start with you. Yeah, as far as the timing, the fact that JD was out here still recruiting will save the class of 2024. It will save that class. He, he kept that class intact. You know, he was out here. He was in continuous conversation of all his players in the class, which um, credit to him, it's, it's a great job. As far I'm not... So um, I don't know much about the portal as much as Javi does. I'm sure we took a hit there for sure with the timing of this. But as far as the high school class, he held that down. 
and it's a very good class. They recruit very well in Miami, and he held that down, which is, is important. You know, we'll see how we do in the portal next year, but it's a very young team. It's a talented team, very, very young team this year. And the role that he'll take, I mean, how do you think that's going to that's gonna differ? Yeah, I mean, it's a different role. It's a different role. He's going to have to make a lot of tough decisions now. You know, in the past, as a pitching coach, uh, the last days, those are the head coach. You're always, for example, I'm a hitter, so JD's a pitching coach. For the hitters, he's like your best friend. He's hanging out with you, whatever, you know. With Javi, he's there day to day. But he doesn't have the last say on a lot of things the manager does, you know. Now he has a, a different position that he has to have a different relationship because you have to make tough decisions in the lineup uh, as far as playing time. It's a different dynamic, no doubt. But like I said, his character, who's ever played at Miami, everybody knows JD Arteaga is always a phone call away. He's always that guy. To, he really cares about you. And he's always stayed in touch with all of us. So, like I said, I'm very excited about that. Hav, do you see him? Because, look, you've been around him a lot, right? And to me, this is a projection. This is a gamble on a guy who you're expecting him to take the skill set that he has, right, and apply it to, again, taking a CEO role, CEO role, because I expect this to have to be a pretty – when it's all said and done, loaded staff. I expect it to be one of the best all-around, uh, you know, assistant coaches. Uh, you're talking about the analytics department, everything that Miami's kind of been lacking. Uh, getting a real pro mentality in here with JD's skill set. How do you see that translating to him being the the head guy? Yeah, I think look, Harold Harold touched on it perfectly, right? You you absorb a whole new set of responsibilities as a manager of a ball club, right? You're you're the CEO. You're the person that that the sets the identity and the culture for what the team will look like, what the team will play like. Um, and, and I think JD's a calming force. I think, you know, in my four years there, you know, there was obviously the ups and downs of a baseball season, but you want to normalize and stay as stable as, as possible over the course of a long baseball season. And I think, I think JD brings that uh, to the table. I think he, he's a really, you know, I think character comes first with him. He's very humble. Um, I think he's willing to hire people that, you know, I, I always think as, as, as a CEO, as someone who, uh, and I saw this throughout pro ball, you want to hire guys essentially that you empower to do their jobs, right? So you want to hire a pitching coach that you can just give the reins to and say, hey, this is your team. This is your group of guys. You handle them how you want to. Same with the hitting, same with the weight training staff, same with the athletic trainers. So as, as a CEO, you just have to keep watch over your groups and make sure that everyone's rowing the boat in the same direction. And and I, th I think JD has a temperament for that. And I know, Pete, you mentioned that you know, perhaps we're behind a little bit analytically and, and stuff like that. I know that's been a hot topic. And look, we we talked to Sam Abrams and Ryan Otero, both of the Chicago Cubs, both former Hurricanes, both former teammates of ours. You know, those are two guys that, hey, if if they should be leaned on, right? I mean, those are those guys are a phone call away. I know that that I, I talk to Sam, you know, frequently. And, you know, I think it's a copycat organization. It's a copycat league, like they say in the NFL. You've got to try and mimic what the pros are doing, right? So if it's working at a professional level, you got to try and instill that down at the, at the collegiate level. I think there's there's no doubt in my mind that JD will do that. He'll find the right guys to bring that mentality uh, to Coral Gables. And look, for better or for worse, Pete, there's there's fewer jobs that inherit a better situation than, than Miami, right? I mean, this team was number nine in the country last year. Um, you know, and, and, and I always speak to this. Baseball's tough, man. It's not it's not a, a, a game where the best team wins every time. 
Miami ran into a buzzsaw. That 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 Texas starter, LeBaron Johnson, that was one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life at Mark Light Stadium. You know, nine inning, complete game in a regional. Like you just don't see that anymore. So, is that the fault of the previous regime? Is that the fault of any one person? I don't think so. I don't think you can really point the finger and say that one person was responsible for Miami not winning a regional. We're just spoiled as Canes fans, man. We we have this this excellence that we're used to. And if our worst years are, you know, losing in a home regional uh, 40-plus win team, you know, I, I'd say we're pretty lucky to be there. Obviously, there's an expectation for Omaha. There's an expectation for championships. And I think J.D. understands that. He fully embraces that. And, and I think that that's the kind of pressure you want this program to thrive under. And, and I think he certainly is up for, up for that call. What is the – and, Harold, we'll start with you on this one. When you look at – the staff that's going to get built out, right? I'm sure we've all heard some names already being thrown out there, but what's the mold of the type of assistant that you are, if you were JD, you'd be looking to bring in right now? I'd for sure be looking for somebody with some pro experience. The, to me, there's a guy right here in our neighborhood, Adrian Morales at Miami-Dade, that would just be a slam dunk. You know, two-time national champion public school kid from Miami, uh, tough. No, he's exactly what Miami baseball, when we grew up watching Miami baseball. It wasn't always a 6'4 studs. It was those middle infielders that run through a wall, fiery. Um, he's turned around the Miami Day College incredibly. It's a different, different program. Um, and he has a very pro-style um, idea to hitting, you know? I don't know who they're going to choose. I would choose towards somebody young that can relate with the younger generation, hitting-wise, and can work. There's so many with the social media that there's so many offensive and defensive gurus out there online, and you just need somebody with their, that knows what that's like and can handle all that, right? Because it's very hard in college to be a hitting coach. It's very hard. Everybody has their own philosophy, stuff like that. You need somebody that can be able to work with these guys and – um know what they're talking about you know like i said i don't know who they're gonna bring in i'd love for adrian to come in i just know what type of coach he is but they need to bring somebody it has to be a slam dunk hire on offensive side you know jd is a, he's the head coach but he's a pitching guy he needs to have a stud offensive mind in there because they're gonna be a huge factor you know similar to what uf has done that sullivan that i believe handles a lot of the pitching but they always have a stud hitting guy you know, um, same of all these schools that have been successful. So that's I, that's the most important hire. You know, like I'm very excited right. to see hire as a the hitting coach. Um, and not only that, position coach. I mean, you get four coaches. You, who's gonna? You need a personal catching coach on on staff. You, you need a catching coach. You need an infield coach. Uh, hopefully, the infield coach has some outfield experience because you're limited with the staff. You know, you it's it's tricky because uh, he's gonna hire a pitching coach, and there's two out of the four coaches are pitching guys. So it's very interesting who they're going to hire, who they're going to work with these guys because um, those little things end up, end up mattering, you know. You need, you need a good defensive coach also. Uh, something I've heard throughout the search and now that JD's officially been named the guy, and I hear, I've hear i heard you guys talk about it before outside of the podcast, is the difference when it comes to the coaching of guys from the pro level. And you just alluded to it, Harold. But, Hav, from a pitching perspective – from what I've heard, it looks like JD is going to bring in a, a pitching coach that will be a full-time pitching coach. So like Harold said, his influence will still be, be there to some degree, right? 
but he's going to bring someone else in here. So can you talk about from the, the pitching perspective, how different the coaching is at the next level compared to what, you know, maybe what, what goes on at college and, and what JD coaches, so to speak. Yeah, Pete, I think, I think Harold touched on it a, a, quite a bit. I think, I think there's a lot of parallels between hitting and pitching at, at the next level. I think um, ultimately when you, when you get into a professional style system, the runway is a little bit longer. I think, you know, wins and losses aren't necessarily as important at the professional, especially in the minor leagues. Obviously when you get to the upper levels of the minors and, and the major leagues, winning is everything, but um, especially at the lower levels, you kind of get this long runway to develop. Um, and there's just a lot more time, right? You, you have, you know, your, your season, then you have instructionally, you have early spring training. So the coaches have a lot of like touch points with their players where they can sort of, it's like a blank canvas for them. I remember I showed up to, you know, my first instructional league and, they basically told me we're going to start over um, in terms of some mechanical changes, my pitch selection, pitch design. So, um, you know, you, you obviously want to get a coach with, with some professional experience, but I think the standards are a little bit different in college and in the pros, obviously in college, you got to win now and you got to get guys that understand how to win um, guys that play. I, I think a big thing in, in high school recruiting is we've kind of lost sight of winning baseball at a high school level, right? I think showcases and some of these tournaments guys go and they, you know, they pitch a couple innings where it's low stakes and they're not necessarily challenged or, you know, there's just, there's just not a lot on the line and they get into, you know, their first collegiate action. And it's sort of like deer in headlights, right? I think, I think we have to look for, um, there's gotta be a little character component. You gotta look at the intangibles of some of these kids and be like, well, this kid's been, he's been, you know, live, there's been bullets flying. He understands what it's like to get outs. He knows what it's like to compete. And, and JD has that type of mentality too. I mean, look, JD self-admittedly, was never a power pitcher, um, probably never threw harder than 87, 88 miles an hour. He's probably going to be pissed that I said that, but it's a, it's a reality of, of his game, right? He had to get out. He was really crafty, um, and that's what he looks for in a lot of his guys. And, and look, I think, I think you know, he has a mold of, of pitchers, what he looks for. I think he looks for high-character guys that just want to compete, and, and I think we saw that a lot this year because, look, for better or for worse, it wasn't one of the greatest pitching seasons in Miami history, but we were going out there with one starter and a half maybe on a weekend, and we finished fourth in the ACC. We finished you know, second in the conference championship. So you know, th there's a lot to be said for what he got out of this staff this year. Um, on paper, the numbers probably don't support that, but you know, I think development-wise, to Harold's point, there's got to be some slam dunk hires here. we got to get some, some professional voices in the room. Um, and start building this roster back up to get back to the likes of Omaha. I don't know how you slipped through the cracks there. I don't know how you got the, the, the high character uh, approval when you were getting recruited there. But hey, man, um, you know, you know, you know, Pete. I love, I love a little character intangible, man. It's the one thing you can't measure. It's uh, you can't quantify it. You can't put a number on it. Um, you got to get guys that want to win. And look, I'm I'm watching the College World Series now, dude. And you know, you watch. The, some of these teams play and there's not a lot in the tank left for some of these guys. And yet they're still going out there and they just want to win so badly. You got to get a group of 25 guys that all want to win that badly to, to win a national championship. So we'll end it with this and each of you guys can give your answer here. If there's one thing that you would like to see JD do to bring Miami into this new era of college baseball, because you're watching the, the World Series now, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in some of these other programs that are just not happening in Miami, whether it's something NIL-wise, something what they do with scholarships, recruiting, coaching, 
Harold, we'll start with you. Again, you're you're in the scene and you're with these guys who are getting recruited, the highest level prospects in the country. What what's the biggest thing that you need to see change moving forward? Um, like Javi said, the standard of Miami is insane. <laughs> We're disappointed with the ninth overall team in the country. <laughs> it's there's people that get statues in other schools for that, for losing in a regional. You know, I would like to see being around kids this age so much, like Javi said, it's so hard to recruit. A lot of these kids um, have never tasted a struggle. And at the Division One level that Miami plays at, you will struggle. That's where character comes in. That's how you can overcome that. I love, like I said, the the I love to to the University of Miami to resemble uh, minor league baseball with how they develop athletes, right? Um, from analytical standpoint, from every standpoint, we have to mirror the best in the world. There's no doubt about that, and. I don't believe 100% we've always done that, you know? And I, and honestly, with these kids, I believe we need to have a bigger social media impact. I believe the top schools in the country are way ahead of us a lot of times when it comes to social media and Instagram, TikTok. Some of these TikToks and Instagrams are great. We older heads laugh at that, but... <laughs> We, we have to be cool. We have to be cool. You know, we have to be. The- are you talking about, I'm genuinely curious. Are you talking about the coach, like the coaches on staff have to I be more the program, involved? The program, okay. no. Yeah, I would love to see a little bit of that social media presence um, go up, you know, be a little bit more be- better there. Because like I said, those Vandys of the world, they have all these kids hypnotized, you know, they, they love to Listen, go. Listen, national championships help. That, that yeah. definitely, yeah. Bye, it's, bye. listen, it's like football. You know, we see Miami, Miami, uh, there's a lot of good social media stuff that goes on the football side and yeah. it has not translated maybe to recruiting somewhat, but we still have to see it translate to the field. But I think the most important thing you said there other than the social media stuff is, you know, probably more important than we realize because you're, you're there with these guys, but the development of the talent, that to me is has to be number one because you've seen a lot of really, really talented guys come in again, hate to make, continue to make these parallels to the football side, but a lot of guys just don't end up reaching the potential or, you know, you could say they flame out in a sense and you just need to see guys come to Miami and get better year after year. So, Hav, from your perspective, and we'll end it here, what would you like to see as kind of J.D. taking Miami into the into the new age of of college baseball? Yeah, Pete, you know, I'm I'm looking at, you know, I mentioned the copycat, right? You look at some of the programs that are still playing today, you know, obviously the the talent is is there. Miami, the number nine overall seed, right? It's, It's not a it's not a talent issue at this point. Right. It's like. How do we use the resources at our availability to maximize these players, right? I think there's got to be a focus on, on data and analytics. We got to catch up there. Um, sports science-wise, I know I know JD mentioned it today in his presser that, you know, we're going to keep up with sports science. We're going to keep up with the data and analytics. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's got to be a robust NIL program to make sure these kids um, stay on campus and, and aren't poached from other schools. So, look, 
I, I, as a former player, um, I know I said this earlier, but you know, if I had a son that was 17 years old, I would be more than comfortable and more than over the moon to, to have him coached by JD. I know, I know the type of character. I know the type of man that he is. Um, you know, there's, there's several stories that every player has of, you know, the goodness of the type of person that he is, the human being that he is. And I think that supersedes all, right? I know, I know there's some fans right now that are, you know, not necessarily the happiest in the world with, with, with Radakovich and, and the decision he made. But look, we're, we're lucky to, to have JD and he's been around 25, you know, plus years at this point, player and coach. And to have his, um, you know, have him still be here is, is something to be said, right? So I'm, I'm excited for this new era. I am excited for JD. Um, there's a lot, I'm, I'm glad it's over. I'm, I'm honestly like this, this was a long process. I think, I think it dragged out probably a little longer than we would have liked, but I think at the end of the day, the head man is there. Um, we got to rally behind JD. We got to figure out how to get these kids better. Um, it's a group effort here, man. This is this is all the former players want. This we want this program to be back on the mountaintop. I know Harold does. I know you know everybody in our group chats does. We've been talking all day long, and and we're happy for JD. We're 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 so happy because we know how much he deserves this opportunity. Um, you know now now it's on him to to get the right guys in place, get the right Miami style players again. And, and let's let's get this program back on. And, and man, I, we keep saying, like, if, if this program is a full rebuild, like a football program, it's, it's not. It's really not like there's just right. some tweaks, tweaks and changes that need to be made that that get us right back in the in the conversation to be playing in Omaha. So I'm excited, Pete. Thanks for having me, Harold, as usual. Oh, Harold's gone. Harold dropped <laughs> yeah. off Harold again dropped here off. At, at the end. But listen, I, I'll throw I'll throw Harold's name into the into the into the mix, man, for for a position on staff. Why not, man? He's been. He's been, uh, you know, he's he's out there. Yo-Yo mentions him, man, as as a big influence, and obviously he's been the, he's the best player on Miami's roster right now. So let's get let's hire Harold, man. Let's get him in the mix uh, on staff. But Hav, thank you, Harold. I know you're not here, but thank you for your insights as well. And again, as always, these baseball podcasts brought to you by Sala Astarita and Cox Law Firm. Every time we talk in baseball. You know Salastarita and Cox. It's going to be brought to you by them. So, Hav, thank you. Harold, thank you. And appreciate you guys for listening. Go Canes.